Welcome back to a brand new episode of the Carefree and Black Diaries. Here on this podcast, we talk about everything from pop culture, news, politics, and more. I am the host, and my name is Shakira. If it's your first time hearing my voice, it's probably because someone told you about this podcast, you found it on accident, you were scrolling through Spotify or Apple, and you said, hey, let me check that out. Well, Thank you. And I hope that you will subscribe. When you subscribe, you'll be notified every single time we have a brand new episode. And that just happens to be every Tuesday at 9 a.m. On the other hand, if you are a returning subscriber or affectionately known as the Carefree Family, you already knew that. You came here because this is your weekly, monthly, bi-weekly, however often you listen to the podcast routine. So thank you for having me a part of your life, of your routine, and the things that you think to do because is listen, I don't take it for granted because there are so many distractions out there. There are so many other podcast options you could be listening to right now. So many shows you could be binge watching on Netflix and you just, you you chose to listen to me. Thank you. I appreciate you and I love you. So that's all I have for the intro. You all know how this goes. We're going to have our carefree updates, talk about some things that have been going on, and then we're going to have our topic of the day. All right, so two things I wanted to tell you all before I forgot. Listen, my memory is not the best. I will be the first person to admit that it is very hard for me to remember things. Currently, I am in my bedroom. Oh, I'm excited, y'all. So I bought a Blue Yeti microphone. This is so off topic, but I bought a Blue Yeti microphone for me to record at home because with the virus and everything, I'm not able to leave and go to the studio that I usually record the podcast at. And last week's episode just really did not sit well with my spirit. Sound wise, I used another microphone that is honestly best for video instead of podcasting. And I hated last week's sound. So I just bit the bullet and I was like, girl, stop being cheap. Buy a mic. So I bought a mic. Hopefully this is better. I'm still tinkering with a few things on this microphone, but hopefully the sound is better for you all, especially, listen, I don't know how long it's going to take for this quarantine to be over in the United States, at least. So bear with me now that I have gotten off of that. (laughs) That was not um, what I wanted to tell y'all about. Two things. One, the podcast turns three. Oh my gosh. Is it three? Wait a minute. 2018 to 2019, 2019 to 2020. We turn three this month. Oh my gosh. We turned three. We have been podcasting for three years this month. So I am asking for a birthday gift, guys. The podcast is turning three. I am also turning 26 next Tuesday, so you all will have a new episode actually on my birthday. It's like a gift for y'all, but it's my birthday. So um, I have a an ask of you. Um, I am asking that for my birthday and also for the podcast birthday, I am asking 
that if you have not already left a review of the podcast that you please leave us a five-star review um whether it's on apple i'm not sure if you can rate podcasts on spotify but wherever you're listening to the podcast at please give us five stars leave us some kind words (laughs) i would greatly greatly appreciate it and it will be the best birthday gift ever right now we have 311 okay so at the time of this recording we have 311 ratings in the apple um podcast app if we can get that up y'all if we can get that number up with more five star reviews if you have already rated the podcast thank you thank you thank you so much i love you um but yeah that's the only thing i'm asking for a birthday present for the podcast and myself secondly before i forget last week actually it started arriving this week but um a few days ago i want to say two or three days ago i was contacted by the director at the local homeless shelter where i live and i do a lot of work there every christmas i think for the past five years my family and i have gone there to um hand out christmas gifts to serve food to just mingle with the residents there and i just love them so much and they know that so um and we had a cookout there last summer so anyway i was contacted by the director he sent an email and he was like you know due to the virus and everything that has been going on they were absolutely positively out of soap they were out of toothbrushes they were out of deodorants feminine hygiene products and razors so he was like pleading for people to donate um what they could so but the only catch was you couldn't drop it off personally because of the virus which i completely understand so i ordered i went on amazon i ordered 1000 toothbrushes 400 bars of soap um we did 36 sticks of deodorant and also about 576 um feminine hygiene items so i wanted to tell you all that because i purchased all of those items with the profit that um we made last month on the podcast so if you listen to the podcast at any point last month you contributed to that because you sat through the ads and that ad money went towards those items so basically It is a contribution from you as well. It's a contribution from all of us. So I wanted to make sure that I mentioned that to you all to say thank you. And to also let you know that when you support me, you're also supporting the community. You're also supporting um, the homeless. You're also supporting children who are in need. Because that is where my money goes, to be honest. I am of the mentality like if I have it to give, I'm going to give it because I don't know what could happen to me five minutes from now or five months from now. So what's the point of me hoarding? Okay, hold on, because there is a difference between saving and um, just like spending recklessly. I do save what I can from what I work like 
my editing and things like that. My personal projects, I save a lot of that money, but most of the time, anything from the podcast is going into another account that is going towards some kind of donation to something. So thank you all. And I hope that you all will also, if you have the chance and the resources, um, reach out to some of your local community centers, um, your local homeless shelters, your local women's homes, and your local children's homes because oftentimes they need help, especially during times like this, and they don't have your contact info to hit you up. So contact them and just say, hey, I'm checking to see if you all need anything. Even if you can only donate $20 worth of items, you can get 19 items because I'm counting tax too from the Dollar Tree with that $20 and that you never know like who you could be helping with those 19 items so never feel like any amount that you could give to someone is not enough everything counts so that's that on that that's what I wanted to tell you first so I wouldn't forget so now on to the other carefree updates sad news bill withers he passed not too long ago i want to say two days ago at the time of me recording this podcast he was 81 years old it is such a blessing to be able to live to see 81 years that is such a blessing and i know that his family was family and friends were extremely thankful to be able to have him in their life for that long now you may know bill withers from the songs grandma's hands if you watch tyler perry you may know his song um ain't no sunshine when she's gone you may know lean on me they were all black classic songs and i am going to miss him but i do feel like you know i always feel like especially with artists entertainers authors um people like that I wonder if they ever felt the impact that they had in so many people's lives if something ever happened to them but I you know with him I do have a sense that he may have been well aware of the impact that he had on so many people's lives especially in the black community because I have known Bill Withers songs since before I can't remember (laughs) With that being said, I do want to extend my condolences to his family and friends because that is tragic, but he did live a long life. And from what I was reading, um, I saw where a few articles where it said that he, you know, he put his music out. He performed when he wanted to. And there was a time where he said, okay, this is where I stop. This is where I spend time with my family and enjoy my life. And that is so important because I think a lot of entertainers, especially a lot of them never get to that point. Like it's always, I need to be out there. I need to be performing. I need to be traveling. I need to be on tour. So for him to have had that awareness to just really dedicate time to his family and not worry so much about like performing and music that is great and I hope a lot of entertainers and even you guys take note of that when it's time for you to put everything down and dedicate more time to your family and your personal life now moving on um y'all know I'm from Florida I talk about Florida almost every other week on this podcast especially when we do something stupid I will be the first person to tell Florida people when we are doing something stupid but For the first time in Lord knows how long, 
This week, I am not going to be on Florida's case. This week, I'm stopping by Georgia. So apparently, the governor of Georgia, Brian Kemp, he decided that this is a great time to reopen the beaches in Georgia. (laughs) You can't make this stuff up. Like, you literally cannot make this stuff up. He said that it will be great to reopen the beaches so people can go out there and, you know, exercise. It gives people the space to exercise. And a lot of local officials were like, what are you doing? What are you doing, baby boy? And I can't disagree with them. So he was like, um, and I hate to even say that I see where he's coming from, but like, maybe that's the empathy in me that is trying to say that but he was like you know there's enough space out there for people to be six feet apart but here's the thing we know people aren't going to be six feet apart it doesn't matter how much space is out there and we are almost at the peak of this virus so this is definitely not the time to be opening beaches now it took florida forever to close beaches and here the governor of georgia is like oh it's cool let's just open ours back up like what are you doing what are you doing please somebody tell me see the thing is um with this virus and the time that we are in of uncertainty right now a lot of these officials elected officials have just been using this as an opportunity to have power plays to use their positions of power But they aren't realizing the effect this is happening on people's lives. There are real people being affected by this. And it's just very disheartening. And I hope that us seeing how a lot of these elected officials have been handling this situation will therefore force us or feel like it is imperative to go and vote and not just in the big air quotes elections um the presidents and things like that but our local level officials okay our councilmen and councilwomen our commissioners our representatives and our governors we gotta go vote (laughs) like if This was not example enough of how important it is to have people in office who actually care about the citizens beyond a dollar sign and actually care about us economically and health wise. This should be a great awakening. So please, y'all. I tell you all all the time anyway, whenever it's that time to go vote, to please go vote. So when the next election comes, y'all know November is coming swiftly. I pray we'll be out of the house by then, but wishful thinking. Um, But I hope that you all will vote. Okay, please go vote and don't feel like your vote is not going to count or just this one vote is not going to matter every vote matters please vote next something that is not so grim well it might be depending on how you look at it the movie Candyman has been postponed until September there were a few carefree updates I want to say about three weeks ago where I told you all about the reboot of Candyman from 1992 that the new one was coming out this year it was supposed to come out in June I believe in June or July this summer June 
it was supposed to come out in June. And with everything that's been going on, y'all know the movie theaters are closed. So they rescheduled the movie to come out September 25th. I'm still looking forward to it. Um, You know, when all of this started happening, I was like on my couch one day and I was like, I haven't seen a movie trailer in like two weeks it was so odd it was like random commercials on and i was like i haven't seen a movie trailer in like two weeks what's going on so then i was like oh duh the movie theaters are closed and i was like wait what are they gonna do about the movies that were set to come out and then i saw where um a few movies were released like i think they call it like in home theater or something like that i know um the movie with the lady from Handmaid's Tale, I cannot think of her name right now, but she was in that movie about like the invisible man. I haven't seen it, so I don't know if he's like really invisible or if it's like a figment of her imagination. But I saw where you can stream that at home. But listen, if it was in a the theater, I would have seen it, I was going to see it. But I looked up those prices about how much it was gonna cost to stream it at home, and it was $20. $20. I can buy a DVD for $20 and have it forever. So I, mm, I'm i just going to have to miss that wave. I'm going to have to miss that wave unless it's Candyman. But hopefully this will be over by September. But if it's not, just know your girl will be in-house paying that $20. It's going to hurt me to pay it. But I'll be in the house paying the $20 to support us. Anyway, moving on. Remember when this virus first came out and people were like, black people are okay. Black people can't catch it. And everyone who said that was dead wrong. Well, a new report was released that said that black people are contracting it and dying at higher rates from the coronavirus. So you all may recall if you listen to the podcast every week where we had a carefree update where these, um, these doctors and scientists in Kentucky, I believe, they were um, concerned about minorities, especially black people, having access to coronavirus testing. So when I saw this report, I was like, not surprised. I can't lie. I was not surprised. So here is an excerpt of the report. It says that as of Friday morning, African-Americans made up almost half of Milwaukee County's 945 cases and 81% of its 27 deaths in a county whose population is only 26% black. Okay, so Milwaukee is one of the few places in the U.S. that is actually tracking the racial breakdown of people who have been infected by the virus. Also, you may recall um, those doctors and scientists from Kentucky, they were kind of urging people to track the demographics of those affected by the virus because they were afraid that black people weren't going to be tracked accurately. And you may know, like you all already know, especially black women. Um, we have a hard time at doctor's offices. A lot of times we are turned around or our symptoms are diminished or they make us feel like we're okay or you're okay. Go home, sleep it off. Um, we, especially during a time like this, we have to be huge proponents, huge advocates of ourselves and our family members. So if you feel like something is not right, go there, stay there. 
Stay away from the people that have it, but go there, stay there, and demand to be seen. Um, and I hate to even say that sometimes because it's just like, I know that these doctors, the nurses, the healthcare um, workers are stressed during this time. This is a stressful time for everyone involved, and it's just like... I would hate to be a pain, but I would also hate for something to happen to you just because you were turned away because you were made to feel like your symptoms weren't sufficient enough to be seen. I've seen several articles where black women have passed from the virus because they went to go get tested or they went to go be checked out and the doctor or healthcare worker told them, oh, you're okay, go home. And then they passed. So if you feel like something isn't right, demand to be seen so that is all i have for our carefree updates we are going to have a break for our sponsors and then we will be back for our topic this episode is brought to you by visit williamsburg in williamsburg virginia there's never too much of a good thing whether you're a foodie a golfer a history buff a shopaholic an outdoor enthusiast or a thrill seeker You'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Um, before I get into this topic, I said that the podcast turns three, the podcast turns two, I'm sorry, the podcast turns two years old, not three, I don't know, listen, it is 3.16 a.m., the podcast comes out in less than six hours, right, so I'm still up recording, so excuse me if I'm not coherent right now, anyway, Hopping into our topic. So it's been so much going on lately with the virus and everything else that has been happening. And I always get a little more um, self-reflective around my birthday. Again, my birthday is next week. So I always start reflecting, even if I don't want to. I start reflecting on different things I've learned, different situations I've been in, how I ended up in those situations, what I could have done to avoid them in the first place, um, and what I learned, most importantly. So, I but it's been so many thoughts to the point that, like, I couldn't keep, I can't keep a straight line on everything that I want to cover but next week I am going to be doing a 26 life lessons that I learned at 26 that I've learned along the way I should say but this week I was thinking and I was like I don't know what like I don't know what we're going to talk about on the podcast this week um I don't want to do a super deep and like a podcast that people have to take notes on but I also don't want to do something that's too light and people need something of a little more substance during this time so I was just very confused um so I got a little help 
because I tend to write a lot of ideas down in my notes section on my app on my iPhone and I was like scrolling through old notes because I like I like to put a lot of podcast ideas in there if I'm somewhere and I just have like a random idea I'll type it in there but oftentimes I put it in there and I forget that it's even in there so I was scrolling for something and I saw this one that I typed a few months ago and what I typed was why you keep learning lessons the hard way and it was partly because I wanted to cover it in a podcast episode but also partly because I went through a stage in my life where I just kept learning the same lesson over and over again or I should say I kept experiencing the same situations and it would be different people different locations different organizations different jobs but it was still the same lesson that needed to be learned and I kept having to repeat these situations over and over and over again until I learned the lesson that I was supposed to learn. So that's what we're talking about during this podcast episode. Um, It's not going to be too deep. I just want to read you all something that I read recently that really resonated with me and also kind of just touch on a few examples of what I'm talking about. So I have mentioned this book several times here on the podcast ever since I bought it this year it is Iyanla Van Sant's book um Acts of Faith Acts of Faith Daily Meditations for People of Color when I purchased this book um it gives daily meditations and affirmations and like a passage for each day but when I purchased this book it was past the new year so I didn't start the book at the beginning I didn't start it at January 1 I started it whenever I got it but I flipped back because at the beginning of April it kind of went into a different section so now the book is going into world but before it was about self and the beginning passage of world just like hit so home to me that I was like, let me go back and read what the self section said, because I'm sure that that will hit home as well. And just as I thought it did. So I'm going to read that to you. And hopefully if you hear something that stands out to you, you will jot it down so that you don't forget or, you know, give it a few snaps if that's all you can do at the moment. So it goes like this. I know from experience that self-examination can be one of the most challenging and frightening things we face in life. I also know that radical self-examination, understanding what you do and why you do it, what you think and why you think it, is the only way to build faith in the presence of the divine spirit within you. The journey to self-acceptance and self-love must begin with self-examination because until you recognize and accept all of you the good and the not so good you will seek external validation this means that you will be prone to have greater faith in what's outside of you than in developing and relying on the power that is your authentic identity it is an act of faith to know yourself Accept yourself and love yourself in spite of your warts and flaws. 
There is no quicker or more devastating way to learn about yourself than to have someone do to you exactly what you have done to her or someone else. When I'm keep in mind, this is not me talking. OK, this is young. <laughs> she says, when I married my second husband, I cut my ex mother in law out of my life. I wanted to move on, start fresh. And I told myself that she was a part of a painful past. I was also doing my best Cleopatra queen of denial there was one problem actually there were two my children and her grandchildren i was young and foolish i told myself that my new mother-in-law was all that my children needed and that because i was so grateful that she and her family accepted me with two children i didn't need to be in relationship with my ex's mother i also wanted the fairy tale life I was making believe that my new husband was everything my ex was not, including the father of my children. Thinking about it now, I could cringe with shame. But like I said, I was young and foolish. I will spare you the details of how I avoided my children's grandmother, telling her that I was not available when I was, not inviting her to the birthday parties at my new mother-in-law's house, not teaching my children to send her Mother's Day cards, birthday cards, or Christmas cards. I now know that not only was my behavior mean and unloving, but it was also a divine setup for what was on my horizon. I reached that summit when my daughter passed away and her daughter, which is Iyana's great granddaughter. Um, no, her Iyana's daughter passed away and her daughter's daughter. And her great-granddaughter, so her daughter's daughter's daughter, was removed from Iyana's care um, by the girl's father. So she says, after my daughter, Jemiah's transition, I spent three heartbreaking years trying to stay in relationship with my granddaughter. I'm confused because one part says great-granddaughter. I'm tripping. I'm tripping. It's four o'clock in the morning. This is Iyana's granddaughter. Iyana's daughter's daughter. So she is removed from her care to be with the father. So after Iyana's daughter passed, Iyana spent three heartbreaking years trying to stay in relationship with her granddaughter. Her father had remarried and had a child of his own. He doled out visiting privileges to me based on his needs and as a demonstration of power and authority. He was angry with me and I was scared of him. I was scared that if I didn't do exactly what he wanted, when he wanted, the way he wanted, he would take my granddaughter away for good. Things came to the head one day. I went to his house in an attempt to resolve our differences and found myself going after him with a snow shovel. I have been many things in my life, some of which I am not proud of. However, I can honestly say that violent is not one of the things I have been. I left his house shaking to my core and weeping so hard I could not see to drive. I pulled over to the side of the road and wept for what seemed like an hour. Then I prayed. When I could see clear enough to get myself moving in the direction of home, I thought someone was sitting in the car with me when I heard... Now you know how Lucy felt. Lucy was my ex-mother-in-law, a kind-hearted, beautiful, and loving woman that I had treated with total contempt. Oh, baby, I was getting my revenge. 
While I knew I deserved it, the pain was absolutely breathtaking. Later that day, I told my granddaughter that I might not see her for a while. I explained that I had never wanted her to have to choose between her father and me. She had my telephone number, which I would never change. I will always be a telephone call away, and maybe one day, um, real soon, we'll be able to be together. It took about a year before she came to live with me. It took me almost that long to forgive myself for the way I had treated Lucy. Unfortunately, Lucy had passed away, so I could not ask for her forgiveness, but I am sure her spirit hurt me praying for her compassion. There is nothing in the world more powerful than the spirit. The spirit is our true self, our authentic identity. It knows exactly what we must learn to do in life, how we will learn to do it, and whether or not we are willing to pay attention to what the self is teaching us. Our real self is whole and complete, wise and just, unlimited and ever-present. When we tap into the power, knowledge, and wisdom of self, we can fulfill um, our purpose and attain our desires in life with grace and ease. When we give up on ourselves to the demands and expectations of others, we become confused, lost, and broken in spirit. Our job in life, when we choose to accept it, is to allow the spirit within us to be the self that becomes a gift to the world. Living from this space is an act of faith. While we may know that life is a process of growth and healing, our growth may be painful and our healing isn't always pretty or comfortable. However, the growing and healing process is the only way to learn that nothing can happen for you in the outside world until you create the energy to attract it to and through your inside world. The ability to be, do, and have is embedded in your spirit. If you want to attract all that you desire, you must know who you are and stand for yourself within yourself, regardless of what is going on around you. If you place faith in your true identity, you can develop a strong inner life that can create a better outer life. For this reason, placing your faith in your ability to grow, heal, and learn is an essential act of self-love and self-respect. Faith in yourself is not something you must acquire. It is what you must demonstrate. And say that again. Faith in yourself is not something that you have to go out there and find. It's not something that you have to search for or build up. It's something that you have to show. Okay, it's something that you have to demonstrate. As a living embodiment of the creator's love, you manifest God's faith in life, God's strong presence and strength as the human spirit. You are strong. You must have faith in your own strength. You are made from love and in love, and you must demonstrate that in how you treat others and how you treat yourself. The key to keeping yourself and your faith strong is to stand guard over what you think, see, hear, and say. All physical stimuli are like seeds being planted in the fertile soil of your mind. These seeds will grow roots and bear fruit. Faith-filled fruit grows, try to say that three times fast. Faith-filled fruit grows from positive thoughts and words. Weeds, which grow from the seeds of negative thoughts and words, strangle and stifle positive energy, causing your strength and faith to diminish. 
when we reflect on the things we have done or those things that we have not done, we tend to beat up on ourselves. We criticize, judge, and condemn ourselves much more severely than the world could or would. In response to this self-flagellation, self-flagellation, I have never seen that written down. I've heard it, never saw it written down. All right, we shrink away from doing or attempting to do anything other than what is familiar. This is hitting home for me. Faith grows as we learn to be compassionate, kind, and gentle with ourselves when we step into the unknown. The past is your roadmap. It tells you where the potholes are, where sharp turns are required, and how you can stay calm as you move into unfamiliar territory. Your past is like an x-ray machine. Once you see what is there, don't shrink. Shine. Be willing to examine, explore, and find the deeper meaning behind your every thought, feeling, and action. Then you can take appropriate steps towards healing and correction, trusting yourself to make new and better choices as a function of what you have learned. You've been through a lot, and if you pay attention, you will discover that you have learned a great deal. A little loving tenderness could be what you need right now. Loving yourself um, at your worst times through your poor choices and bad decisions is the way you demonstrate faith in yourself. Accepting who you are now and all you've done and learned is the way you demonstrate your faith that you can and will do better. The readings, um, okay, I'm going to skip that part because it's going into um, that what that section of the book is about, but it is another um, part of this. Okay, when something is important to you, you take care of it. You make sure it is protected and nurtured and that the things required for its maintenance are provided. You begin to destroy your faith in yourself when you assign more value to things outside of yourself than you assign to your own innate wisdom and divine nature. Faith in yourself is a function of belief, trust, acceptance, and understanding that there is nothing inherently perfect, imperfect, or wrong with you. Your breathing, the beating of your heart, the expansion of your lungs, your mere presence is all that is needed to establish your value and worth. That's it. Just you being here. Faith grows when you spend time with yourself, connecting to your spirit, and listening to yourself. Then when you move forward, you are doing so with a cup filled. You are faith-filled. Yourself is powerful. Your true and authentic self can never be altered by human frailties or faults. This is the truth about you. Your job in life is to know the truth and to affirm it as often as possible. Know yourself as a divine being because you are. See yourself as an extension of the creator. Accept yourself. Be yourself. Now, uh, it goes into the rest of the section, which is about self in the book. Now, while I was reading that, I realized, and y'all are going to be so mad at me, but I'm sorry. While I was reading that, I realized that I was about to just like breeze through um, a few things that really resonated me and that resonated with me in that reading and how... I could see different faults, different situations that I've been through um, very recently. You know, I will say the past couple of years 
that I could just tie those situations back to something that she said in that section of the book. And I was just going to like breeze through them, not get too much, you know, in depth about them in this podcast episode. But that will be a disservice to you and me for me to just breeze through them. So here's what I'm going to do. I've given you the intro of that book. If you need to go back and listen to that again so you can hear it twice. Because next week, I am going to be extremely vulnerable. I am going to highlight a few um, lines in that book and share specific situations that I had gone through um, that I haven't talked about or that I have talked about very briefly and just kind of grazed over them without going into too much depth. So, we're going to talk about it. It's my birthday next week anyway, so why not? Uh, Again, if you need to hear that, go back and listen to it, to what we just read together, because I'm going to pull some pieces out of that for us to talk about next week. But hopefully that's good for you to um, just sit on and think about this week and think about how you can apply what was said in that book to your life right now and how you can look at where you are in different situations that you have been in several times and you're like why do I keep going through this (laughs) like think about what the common denominator there is and how you can work towards um getting yourself out of that situation which just keeps happening because you haven't learned the lesson that you were supposed to learn from those situations so I'm I'm even gonna skip Shakira's keys this week I'm gonna skip Shakira's keys and I'm gonna leave it at that because next week it's gonna be hard I'm gonna get down to the nitty-gritty and spill my guts on here all right stay black stay carefree stay safe and stay home if you can I love you guys talk to you next week bye guys